Hello, and welcome back to the Daily Bible Reading Show. Uh, I'm just looking at today's passage. This is 1 Kings chapter 5. And it kind of looks like, I don't know, to me it sounds like I'm going to be reading out uh, an Excel sheet because it's got all these numbers and statistics. And I just wanted to prepare you for that. And what these are, are um, they are reflections of the resources, of the manpower that's needed to build the temple. So just be prepared for that. And with that being said, let's look at 1 Kings chapter 5. <laughs> now Hiram king of Tyre sent his servants to Solomon when he heard that they had anointed him king in place of his father, for Hiram always loved David. So Hiram is this foreign, foreign king, and he really admired David, and he had a good relationship with him. And when David's son ascended the throne, Hiram said, I've got to send David's son an email or a letter <laughs> just to say hello. And Solomon replies with this business proposal, verse 2. And Solomon sent word to Hiram, You know that David, my father, could not build a house for the name of the Lord his God because of the warfare. So my dad was a man of war. He was constantly fighting, fighting, fighting people. And therefore, he wasn't able to do the one thing that he really wanted to do for God, which was to build the temple. And continuing on, verse 3, because of the warfare with which his enemies surrounded him until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side. There is neither adversary nor misfortune. You know, there's a kind of transition here. You know, David is his father, God is his God, and David was occupied with warfare. But now Solomon is king, and God is now Solomon's God. And Solomon's God has given him rest on every side. So there is a similarity. You know, Solomon is king like his father, but there is also a difference. God has given this new king peace, and now this new king can build this house of peace, this temple. Uh, verse 5 Sorry, verse 4, there is neither adversary nor misfortune. Yeah, so there is prosperity, there is peace in the land. Verse 5, and so I intend to build a house for the name of the Lord, my God, as the Lord said to David, my father, your son, whom I will set on your throne in your place, shall build a house for my name. Now, therefore, command that cedars of Lebanon be cut for me. So he's speaking to Hiram now. You know, I want wood. <laughs> I want lots of wood from your country to build this temple. And he says, my servants will join your servants and I'll pay you for your servants such wages as you set. For you know that there is no one among us who knows how to cut timber like the Sidonians. You guys have the best quality wood. And so you guys, you set the price. I'll pay it. Sounds very generous, this business proposal that Solomon's sending over to Hiram. So let's look at his reply. This is verse 7. As soon as Hiram heard the words of Solomon, he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, who has given to David a wise son to be over this great people. 
know, praising him for his wisdom. I think kind of like praising him for his business acumen as well. And this is a really good proposal, you know, Hiram is saying. Verse 8, and Hiram said to Solomon saying, I have heard the message that you've sent to me. I'm ready to do all you desire in the matter of cedar and cypress wood. My servants shall bring it down to the sea from Lebanon and I will make it into rafts <laughs> to go by sea to the place you direct. Very interesting. And I will have them broken up there and you shall receive it. So very interesting. It says, I'm going to cut the wood. You know, in order to transport it over to your country, there's this sea. I'm going to turn the wood into boats or rafts. I'm going to ride it over to your location. And then we're going to break the boats apart. And then we're going to use the wood to build the temple. So quite ingenious kind of supply chain <laughs> that he's proposing. Um, and you shall meet my wishes by providing food for my household. So... Also, he's saying, you know, remember Solomon said, you set the price, you know, however much is I'm going to pay. And, and Hiram essentially says, just pay me for the food and labor. You know, he's, he's not asking for a premium, even though this is like good quality wood, the best. He says, just pay me food. So very, very generous kind of um, acceptance of this business proposal that kind of sounds like it's in the favor of Solomon. Solomon's getting a deal. Verse 10, so Hiram supplied Solomon with all the timber of cedar and cypress that he desired, while Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 cores of wheat as food for his household, 20,000 cores of pressed oil. So one core, I'm looking at the footnotes, one core is 220 liters, so a lot, <laughs> and so multiply by, by 20,000. And so he gave, he, 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 he gave him food, but a lot, a lot of food, um, I think, in view of payment. So Solomon didn't really want to take advantage of this either, paid him his worth. And it says there, Solomon gave this Hiram year after year. Verse 12, and the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. And there was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and two of them made a treaty, made a business deal. Yeah, so, so far so good. Verse 13, King Solomon drafted, sorry, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> King Solomon drafted a forced labor out of all Israel, and a draft numbered 30,000 men. So a lot of people from his own country. And he sent them to Lebanon 10,000 a month in shifts, and there would be a month in Lebanon and two months at home. So quite interesting, you know, 30,000, but each time he would send 10,000. And then, and then he'll rotate another 10,000 and then another 10,000 in shifts of three months. So you spend one month there and then two months at home. So it's a very renewable way of using a very massive resource of labor. But it shows again that wisdom, you know, he wants them to not tire out, but at the same time, he needs a lot of people working together on this building project. Uh, and he says there, Adoniram was in charge of the draft. So he has like a foreman, a product manager, if you like. And he's establishing essentially a supply chain, a hierarchy, a management structure to get this done. Reflection again of his business acumen, of his wisdom in, in this ancient document. It's quite ingenious. 
Um, but I also noticed that he's sending them to Lebanon. Now, this is quite interesting because earlier on, you know, he said, I'm going to send them to Lebanon and they'll work with your servants. But if you notice the detail in Hiram, what did Hiram say, say there? Okay, verse 9, Hiram actually had a counter proposal. It says, I will take care of the supply chain on my side. So don't send anyone over. He says, my servants, they'll bring it down. And then you take it from there. But it seems as if Solomon kind of like just ignored that. <laughs> he says, no, 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 no. I'm going to send my people over to you. It might be a quality control thing. Maybe, maybe. Or maybe it might be a generosity. I don't want you people to handle all the work. But either way, it sounds as if Solomon kind of like listens to only the things he wants to listen to. <laughs> Again, a reflection maybe of his savviness, but also of his position and his, you know, he's the king. He's the guy who's calling the shots. Maybe, maybe. Um, verse 15, Solomon also had 70,000 burden bearers and 80,000 stone cutters in the hill country, besides Solomon's 3,300 chief officers who were over all the work, who had charge of the people carried on. The work and the king at the king's command they quarried out great costly stones in order to lay the foundation of the house with dressed stones so solomon's builders and hiram's builders and the men of gibal did the cutting and prepared the timber and the stone to build the house and that's that chapter five that's how it ends it ends with again a picture of this massive building project that has so many resources that are brought in from overseas that involve so many people, but also involve a lot of management, involves this business proposal, involves a lot of wisdom that God has given to Solomon in order to build this temple, to build this place of worship. Yeah. Um, don't know if I can say anything else other than this, but to say that, you know, it just gives us a sense of the scale of uh, this, this, um, this project of the gift that God has given Solomon in terms of his wisdom, but also, also what um, the relationship, you know, he uses the relationship with Hiram in order to get that edge, in order to gain that favorable uh, relationship and, and business relationship in order to get this done. Uh, I'm not going to say any more because... Um, <laughs> I'm tired at the end of the day, but it is interesting. Interesting chapter, maybe appealing to those of us who are really into like business and resource management, that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, just to recognize that even if you have those gifts, you know, maybe to recognize that they are gifts from God and to use them you know, for God's glory. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all the gifts you give us, not least the ones that we use at work, and to see how we can use them for your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the Daily Bible Reading Show, looking at 1 Kings chapter 5. Um, take care. God bless and good night. Bye. Bye.